There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Straight from the 734, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Your chance to get in on the action. I can guarantee you it's one area of the building I won't be using because we all know how little time I'm spending in any weight room. A lot of crazy scenarios that can happen and need to happen for the defending MAC tournament champions. Uh, the assist numbers spoke for themselves. Looking forward to the trip down to Akron. Uh, sure, Akron. Now, let's send it to the guys on the inside of it all, Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. You've got to hear from the man himself. Now, it's time to hear from the assistants on a special installment of the Eastern Insider Podcast. I'm Greg Steiner. I'm Alex Jewell. We are so thrilled to be with you. It was a fun weekend last weekend out at O-Strike Stadium as the 1970 EMU baseball team was brought back to campus and we got to relive plenty of great memories, Alex, and, and lots of stories that we heard over the di- few days. Uh, it was so fun to have a large portion of that 1970 team back, Greg. It's been 50 years, really 51, since they were able to bring home an NAIA national championship, one of five Eastern teams to do it that year. And if you think about that, just incredible, incredible success that was happening during that era here on campus. And So to get some of those guys back, you know, it's funny. We always talk about in this job, we can look at all the records, look at all the pictures, look at all the stories, and we have a pretty good grasp on what happened. But to actually hear from the the men that did it themselves and actually made the magic happen, it was certainly a special weekend. And so many people got to come out and enjoy the festivities. Yeah, you certainly do. We talk about the 1970 baseball team a lot, but you cannot forget that that year, outdoor men's track and field won a title. Indoor track and field won a title. Men's swimming and diving won a title. Cross country won a title. So it was a winning era that rubbed off on each other. It was good to see guys like Terry Collins making a trip back. But a lot of it we kept hearing of these guys hadn't been back in town in many years. And boy, oh boy, were they treated to a stellar performance most of the weekend from EMU baseball. Uh, They didn't end up winning the series, but it was a a hard-fought competitive game all weekend long against the Huskies. We've talked about it the last few weeks, Eastern Michigan baseball playing a much more competitive brand. And, you know, that's something that is really making Eric Roof happy. They've got the record almost up to 500. It touched 500. This weekend after a slower start kind of in that mid portion of the season, but man, they've really turned it on. Justin Mice, by the way, 
Mac Pitcher of the Week this week for his performances against Toledo and NIU. He won two games this week. So just really uh, kind of getting started as the season winds down. So they have two more weekends left, Greg. But before that, we have one more midweek game to get you covered with this week. Yeah, certainly. Tuesday night, the Rockets of Toledo wrap up their Mid-American Conference Series. Eastern's won two of the first three games against the Rockets, and it'll be the rubber match to try to see who will be able to win the series And will it be Eastern or Contilito tied up? Eastern has won 10 of the last 13 games it's played in. Then this weekend, they'll be up in Mount Pleasant to take on a team that is in the hunt still for a NCAA bid in the Central Michigan Chippewas. Them and Ball State going neck and neck down to the wire with two weekends to go. You can catch Tuesday's game on Eagle All Access. Alex and I will have the call beginning at 5.50, first pitch at 6 o'clock. We hope you tune in on emueagles.com or your Eastern Michigan Athletics mobile app. It was also a championship weekend for EMU rowing as they were out in New Jersey. It was not quite the outcome that head coach Kemp Savage wanted. Their team still, though, was able to put in solid times and gain momentum as they finished CAA action out there on the East Coast. Yeah, we've talked a lot about rowing, too, and they were hoping to compete a a little bit better for a championship. Unfortunately, weren't able to bring it home, but a good way for them to finish up, too. And it won't be long before Kemp Savage and company bring home another trophy to Ypsilanti. And and seriously, they, they definitely have that program rolling. And Greg, in terms of programs that are rolling or trying to roll, we've talked a lot about men's basketball and the momentum they'll try to carry over into the summer. Now that Stan Heath is here, you've heard from him plenty on this show well, he's finally got a staff in place, too, and that'll be a big part of that championship hope. And we've got two of the assistants on today, and Drew Genesco and Bob Simon. Yeah, we first uh, get to hear from Drew Genesco, who uh, comes south, one of the few guys that's making the trip south. He uh, comes from East Lansing, but no stranger to Mid-American Conference play, having worked previously at the University of Akron. His uh, first time as an assistant coach, so you get to hear from him. We talk a little analytics, breaking down a video, and just what it means for him to be here in Ypsilanti because it means so much for his family. Yeah, and then after that conversation, you'll hear from Bob Simon, another Eastern Michigan alum. He's back home. He feels like this is really the place that he and his family are supposed to be right now. He talks a lot about that, shares uh, some some family kind of uh, highlights about the job that now he's taking over, coming back to Ypsilanti. What's changed? What's the same? So a fun-filled afternoon with two gentlemen that will really be important to flipping this men's basketball program back into a championship contender. So, Greg, I think we might as well leave it to them to tell the listeners about themselves. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Don't forget, as always, you can follow this podcast or any of our action across our all our forms on social media or on our website, emueagles.com. And don't forget to download our mobile app. Quick break. Right on the other side of it, we'll talk to Drew Donesco. Then we'll finish up with Bob Simon. You're listening to the Eastern Insider Podcast, the only show that brings you all things Eastern all the time. Be sure to download the Eastern Michigan Game Day app, available in the App Store and Google Play. The EMU Athletics app features live video, real-time social streams, scoreboards, stats, and more. An entire app dedicated to Eastern Athletics. Download the EMU Athletics app today. You've heard from head coach Stan Heath on recent episodes, but now we start diving into his 
group of staff members, and we are joined by one of the newest staff members and assistant coach Drew Genesco, who joins EMU from not too far up the road in Michigan State, and you make the journey down south. Walk us through kind of the the interest that you developed in the in coming to Ypsilanti, and then how you you go about knowing Coach Heath. You know, at the end of the day, my goal. Uh, before I started actually getting in the profession is to, to coach. You know, I've, I've wanted to be a coach since I can ever remember. You know, I've, I've learned at an early age that I wasn't going to be a professional basketball player based off of my <laughs> talents and abilities. Uh, but I knew I always want to be around the game and I love working with people and I love being, um, you know, in a situation where I can I can help, you know, where where needed. Um, so, you know, coaching has always been my passion. So I video at Michigan State and, you know, with the Cleveland Cavaliers and when I was at Akron, that was to me was my niche to, you know, kind of be um, irreplaceable. Um, and so I mastered that while also refining my ability to coach. Um, and then, so basically that's why I was in the video to begin with. Now I am in a situation where I've done a great job at Michigan state. The coaches really like me, um, you know, great relationships with the players. I ended up getting in contact with Stan after I found out that he was getting this job being in coaching, you know, it's it's hard to it's not like he's coming back to Michigan State all the time because he has his responsibilities wherever he's at. So we've always had a great relationship when it comes to me and Coach Izzo. So when the job opened up, you know, it was great because Coach called Stan and just gave me, you know, great reviews. And so um, I ended up getting a, a, an interview. You know, Coach Garland was a big part of that. Coach Dwayne Stevens was a big part of that. And getting the job here, you know, it was it was great. Got, had a great interview. So obviously, references are a good uh, thing to have in any job. A reference though from Tom Izzo might be kind of the icing on the cake. Certainly, uh, somebody good to have a relationship with. And you know, you mentioned that you come to Mich- from Michigan State, where you spent the last six seasons in, in charge of the video operation there. And I think when some people might think about the traditional role of kind of that that video coordinator. It really, though, has changed in the last 10 years or so since it's become so prevalent in the game. So really, you like you kind of mentioned, you've gotten some experience in that role, really still being around the coaching staff, understanding, being a coach in a way. And so you feel like definitely now you're ready to, to be in this position and, and make that transition into the full-time coaching role. I mean, absolutely. You know, I've been able to see the best of the best. I mean, coaches are the Hall of Famer, so I've been able to learn. Been in all those meetings, um, you know, big, big time you know in the scouting and stuff and evaluating the upcoming opponent and uh, strategy for games um, and you know just being you know uh, an extension of the coaching staff uh, you know bringing in players to come watch film and, and help them learn you know things that they need to work on or improve in um, you know also when it comes to recruiting and evaluating talent you know being able to have access to uh, a lot of resources when it comes to being able to watch players and you know kind of seeing okay this this is what level each player you know should be playing at if he's a big 10 player if he's a mac player if he's a rising player if he's an acc player things like that what you talk about video and analytics anything in our day and age is broken down play by play second by second how how one stressful is it to have compiled all that information and have to know by the time okay we get back to the locker room uh coach is going to want x y and z that we can quickly pull up on film how does the software help you and how much 
much as also having a staff that can help you do it as well. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, <clears throat> the software is a uh, like a medium to get to the guys, right? Like information. So like, how can you find the easiest, most simple way and cleanest way to get whatever you want to accomplish, get that vision to your player? So, or like a scouting report, what's the easiest and cleanest way to get somebody to understand okay, this is how we want you to guard a pick and roll, or this is how we want you to um, move, you know, when the ball goes in the post, um, things like that. Um, so it, it's been great. And w- one thing that's great about a place like here is like, you're, I'm going to wear a lot more hats than I did at, at Michigan State that, you know, for every type of uh, skill that we needed when it came to uh, support staff and everything like that, we that was really covered. So here, you know, I'm really excited to be able to take what we did at Michigan State video-wise and apply it here. And, you know, I'll, you know, take what I know and maybe train it to a, a graduate assistant or a or director of basketball operations and, and you know, basically try to really replicate a lot of the things that we did at Michigan State, um, you know, when it comes to the scouting and things like that. When you're in our profession or your profession of coaching or really just in college athletics in general, one thing we know, no matter what role you're in, the passion has to be there to want to do it full time. And you are obviously somebody that has that passion for basketball, but everybody has a different story kind of about their upbringing through the game and what got them involved. So for you, is there a moment, uh, an experience, an age where you can remember kind of saying, this is more than a game to me. This is something I want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah, I mean, uh, from day one, I mean, it was, you know, second grade or whatever. Uh, had a big passion for it. I was always one of the taller kids in my school. Um, not that we had a lot of talent, but I was one of the taller kids. And uh, I remember being in fifth grade um, and I was just in a, in a league. And my dad asked me, he said, uh, Drew, uh, are you one of the best, are you the best player in your league? I said, no. He said, are you the best player in your team? I said, no. He said, what do you, you what would you rank yourself in, on the team? I said, ah, oh, probably second or third. He goes, okay, you're not going to make it the NBA. So you have to figure <laughs> out something else. And that really hit me hard because, um, you know, I have obviously just like you guys, like, you know, I listened to my dad on a lot of things and, and that was a reality check for me. So it took me about two weeks where I decided I realized what my passion is and you know what I want to do for a career. And that's that's coaching. You touched on that you worked in the, in the Mid-American Conference previously at the University of Akron uh, as a, a manager. What, walk us through kind of what the Mid-American Conference means to you and, and the style of basketball that it's going to take to win in this league. You know, I'm from the state of Ohio. So, like, I grew up, like, knowing all the uh, mid-American schools. Uh, my sister went to Ohio. Um, you know, I was a GA at Akron for Keith Dambra, who's one of the best to me to ever do it. Uh, and one of the best assistant coaches yes. that we've ever had here at Eastern Michigan. Yes. So, a yeah. connection there. Yes, so the Ben Braun connection. Um, you know, he and, you know, I worked with Charles Thomas there, who's a legend here as well so you know had had a lot of you know ties to the mac conference um you know we my my two years there uh i think uh the one year we won the mac tournament and the other year we won the mac uh the league regular season so all i know is is winning in the mac which is great um you know i kind of i don't know how much of that had to do with me at the time but um you know i talked to coach Dambrot recently and you know he he gave me a lot of good words of encouragement and you know it's, it's nice to know you know you do have those friends for me over at duquesne that whole staff was at akron now they're at duquesne um so it's it's exciting to you know know that um the 
we have a chance, you know, right now and early, I think, to to compete in the MAC and, and have a chance to win championships. You know, especially with the transfer portal, you never know like what type of players you can kind of get, and that can help with you know immediately give you an impact. Something that Dan Brown's staffs are always so good at, especially when they were at Akron, is finding those kind of diamonds in the rough mm-hmm. that by the time they're in the junior mm-hmm. senior year, you say this person should not be playing in the MAC. How do you go about when you're now at Eastern? starting to try to go out and change maybe the recruiting philosophy a little bit to bring in some of those next level guys, but also then finding guys that you want to get here to elevate so that by the time they're ready to kind of take that leadership role, you guys are in a position to start winning some big time games. Well, you know, my my greatest tool and asset is Coach Heath, Coach Simon and Coach Trice. I mean, those guys have been successful at a lot of different levels and they really have a great understanding of, um, you know, what players is good enough and what players not good enough to win championships in our league. Um, you know, be, me coming from Michigan State and then my time at Akron and even my time with, you know, with the Cavs and seeing, you know, as players come in, you know, from, you know, the MAC or uh, Big Ten or Horizon League, you know, you're able to kind of see the differences in talent. So um, I'm able to kind of evaluate, you know, okay, we really – we really like that player, um, and, and we think we can we can win championships, and, and not only just win, but have a great culture. You know, you got to have guys that are you know are, are great kids and and people you want to be around every day. Um, but I mean, to me, I don't think it gets much easier than selling Coach Heath. Um, you know, he's won championships at the mid major, he's won championships at the college le- or at the high major level. He's and he's won championships at the professional level. And you know, I know you guys have met him. What what guy doesn't? Like what guy walks away from coach? He's saying, I don't know about that guy. You know, he's just, he's got such a great personality. He gets along with everybody. He also knows how to push guys and get the best out of them. So, I mean, really lucky to be around those guys. Well, that's gotta be something nice for you too, as a coach, knowing that you're walking into a position where you get to be around people like you just mentioned in our coaching staff, but also on the flip side, knowing that coach Heath, if, if, and when he's going to push you to be your absolute best too. Absolutely. And that's what I'm used to. So being around Tom Izzo, I mean, his whole thing is to hold everybody accountable. And so past six years on a daily basis, I've been held accountable. And now the way I'm kind of wired even more uh, from that experience, you know, I'm going to be trying to be the best I can be, too. We, we talk about all too often the team that you're helping put together here at EMU. But it all starts at home as well. And the team that helps you uh, walk us through kind of tell us about your family and kind of what what are some things that if people are out and about seeing you in the community that they can expect you to be partaking in? Well, uh, we're big time in the community. My my wife uh, is a high school math teacher. She's a former uh, varsity head coach as well. So she understands business um, and she understands the long hours I'm going to be working and everything and you know, we kind of been around the block with it now. So we just had our, our third child. His name's Tyler. He's 12 days old right now. Um, and then I, my daughter, Jordan, she just turned six this past week. And uh, my other son, Carter, uh, will turn four in June. So, um, you know, a lot going on right now with us, you know, trying to relocate, um, find, you know, find my wife a job um, and, you know, also having the newborn. It's just it's just a lot, which but it's all positive and really good things. We're trying to find a new house. Are, all are those you ever things. sleeping? Is the real question. Uh, I'm sleeping a little bit more than my wife is right now, so <laughs> that's that's the positive. Um, but yeah, 
I mean, we're just really excited. Well, and it's a special homecoming, too, for your wife. I know she's got uh, some great Eastern Michigan connection as well. Yeah, yeah, you know she's she knows the e, the EMU chant, um, but she she loves Eastern Michigan. She has lifelong friends that are still in the area, so we're really excited to you know almost be coming home for her. Um, and and it almost feels like I was there too, as much as she's talked about it. Of course, Drew's wife, a graduate here from Eastern Michigan and now doing so much great uh, things in the, so many great things in the community as an educator, especially in today's world. Just a great and important job. Always has been, but maybe now more than ever. I'm sure she's ready for the days where everything's back to normal and she can be back in the classroom. Yeah, we're just trying to get our routine. But right now there is no routine. We just sold our house last week in about two days. So right now we're just we're just m- moving with the flow of things and trying not to... Uh, you know, think too much about everything that needs to be done, um, but just attack every day. Your son's only 12 days old and your time at Eastern Michigan, not much older than that. You're, right. You've been in and out for a few weeks and of course are getting settled. But is there something about the school, the staff, the Ypsilanti community, something that's stuck out to you so far that, that really excites you to kind of get up and come in every day? More than the fact that you've got the job and you've got a, a lot of work to do ahead of this season. You know, I'm really surprised at the fan base. It's been unbelievable. Like I went out to eat the other day for lunch and the guy asked, uh, the guy that was taking the order asked me, he said, what are you, the director of basketball operations? I said, no, I'm the newest, I'm assistant coach. He's like, oh, you're new. That's why you don't recognize me yet. And I, and I said, oh, okay. He introduces himself to me and I'm excited to see him, you know, probably one of the front rows and getting crazy every game. And, um, you know, my, my wife always talks about, you know, a lot of her friends being diehard Eastern Michigan fans. And, you know, she went to a lot of games, football games, basketball games, uh, volleyball games, all those things. She, she enjoyed herself and really got the most out of it. So, you know, I, I think the, you know, this community is, is just sitting, waiting for, you know, a winning culture and a winning program. And, and we're ready to, you know, be here and deliver. Drew, can't thank you enough for your time. We welcome you to the Eastern Michigan family, and we're always here to help you in any way we can. We appreciate it. Thanks so much. Go Eagles. Alex and I, after a quick break, continue here on the Eastern Insider Podcast. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics. We continue our journey learning about the newest staff members for the Eastern Michigan men's basketball staff as they work hard to get the program to a position that they feel comfortable with this summer. Before we get too far into it, we are joined by the newest EMU assistant coach and Bob Simon uh, with us. Coach, you've had a long journey, an Eastern alum, much like Alex and I. How good and also, weird is it to be back after all these years? It's absolutely that I couldn't ask for better timing. You know, just being an EMU alum, uh, walking around campus this past week, uh, just seeing some of the spots that I used to, you know, go to class or go to the library. Some of the new buildings and the facilities, the upgrades, uh, especially here with the convocation center, is is absolutely fantastic. But uh, this is home for me and uh, and for my wife. My wife and I dated while I was in college, and uh, both of our families are local. And after a number of years, just being away from 
the Michigan area. We are so blessed to have this opportunity just to be back in uh, the EMU. One thing that Coach Heath told us early on when we first met him was very similar to kind of what you just said. Coming Mm -hmm. back, there's a lot of wow moments. There's a lot of wow moments because some of the buildings have not changed at all since you've been on campus, but some of the facilities are have gone from maybe below average to honestly world class. And you come into an arena now that certainly you look at, and I think a lot of people come into the Convocation Center and go, wow, I had no idea that's what we have to work in and have to work with. When you think about just coming to work here every day, but also some of the things you've seen around, I mean, how important is that going to be as you continue to build a program here? Just knowing you can truly offer up and say, our players are going to get to play in one of the best arenas, not only in the MAC, but in this region. Well, it's a big part of recruiting. Um, it's what you have to sell. And, you know, you, you sell I think people first. Um, so you sell your staff and you sell the administration and you sell people on campus. And the alum- Eastern Insider podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, number one. So the people really make the facilities. And then if you can sell facilities and you can t- continue to show growth on campus and you can show, you know, guys that you're recruiting and their families, you know, uh, just the resources that are available. Um now is a great time to be an Eagle coming back home and, and seeing everything that's uh that's new and available to uh, recruiting is just going to make it a lot easier. Well, and to go along with that, you're somebody and Stan is too. And it, it makes it so special where you can both say, hey, I've walked the walk. I went to school here. I've gone and done things all over the country. I've seen all these different programs. And now I've come back because this is where I want to be. And so you can really, sometimes it's easy to say things in recruiting, but maybe not have done them. You've been there, been around the block and can honestly say, this is how much this university has progressed. And we all want to be here and we want you to be here with us. It's a very easy sell for me. Very easy sell. It's home. It's where I'm comfortable. And I've I've coached in this league. Um, and I've coached at some, you know, high major programs around the country. Um, but I can sell this place because it's it's very easy for me. It's it's really where my passion lies right now. And just having an opportunity to work again with with Stan um, and some of the new guys that we've got on our staff with Sean and with Drew. It's it's super exciting for me and my family. But it's really going to help recruiting with with everything that we've got available here. You and Stan, of course, worked together at Wayne State long ago. How have you guys stayed in connection? And, and how often were you were talking before? Even this job came about to just keep in touch because we know in an industry where you're on the move all the time or he was, it's difficult and people lose touch, but you guys seem to always have stayed in touch somehow. Well, it's interesting when I when I look back at our careers, Stan and I, again, we started our careers together at Division two school in Detroit, Wayne State had a, you know, un, we had some unbelievable teams yep. and we really worked well together for three years. I mean, that was a time in our life where we were working basketball camps and officiating basketball camps in the summertime to make extra money and to make things work. So that's how far back Stan and I go. But but Stan has always been um, a, a great friend, a colleague, someone that I've really looked up to. Um, he's been a head coach longer than he's been an assistant coach, and he's had a success at every place that he's went. So him and I have stayed in contact. Um, it hasn't been weekly or even monthly, or sometimes it's just yearly. Mm-hmm. Um, but we see each other passing through different gyms or different facilities. Um, I've watched his career path. He's always had great success. 
Um, and just mutual respect, I guess, would be would be key. We started families. We got married similar. Um, we started our, our our families. Our kids are are grown now. So to get reunited with him again, and just to kind of see where our paths have gone, and to hear different stories now through our careers is is just really exciting. He's definitely a seasoned coach, and he's got some ideas that are going to be refreshing for for all of us. And I'm still learning. I'm I'm really anxious to see where he wants to take this program, how he wants to develop it, the culture that he wants, the environment that he's going to set. His leadership is going to be critical for our group coming in. You mentioned that word path, and everybody has a different one. We talked earlier to Jude Donesco, who is coming by way of Michigan State, got into basketball earlier on in the Mid-American Conference as a GA before kind of moving into that video role and now here as an assistant. And you have a different path as well. Everybody has a, a different way they kind of got involved with the game. Stan Heath, of course, a student athlete alumnus from here. Although if you asked him, he forbid us from talking about his stats. He said, he said we can forget yeah. that part of his life. Everybody always wants to know, how did you get involved with the game of basketball at a young age? And at what point is there a moment or an age or an experience where you really in your head said, this is more than just a game to me. This is what I want to do moving forward and, and really for the rest of my life. Well, when I graduated from high school uh, back in the day, uh, my high school coach wanted to know if I would help him out in the summertime. And um, and I was like, sure, that would be it'd be, you know, be an awesome experience. Um, I still love the game. I didn't really know I wanted to be a coach at that time. So for the next two years, I was actually like a, a varsity assistant basketball coach at the high school level while I was attending Eastern Michigan. And then the JV job opened up at the same high school that I attended and they hired me to be the the head coach of the JV team. So I was a high school coach for 10 years. And I think that's where my passion really took over with, with basketball. I loved being around young men. Um, I liked uh, being in the gym, develop them, developing them. Um, I, I'm a relationship guy and uh, that's where it all started. I left the high school ranks to be an assistant at Wayne State. And then it just took off from there. Everyone's, uh, like you said, everyone's path is a little bit different. It's the relationships that you build. And uh, Stan actually helped me move from Wayne State to get the job at the University of Toledo back in, in 2000. And uh, a year later, he became the head coach at Kent State. So we've just moved from there. But I've met a lot of great people. I've worked with a lot of great head coaches along the way. You mentioned working for different head coaches and, and learning from them. Most recently, you're coming from Siena, where you, you helped them do an NCAA tournament. But along the way, you adapt and learn new things. Are there certain people that you say you, you've kind of adapted your style of coaching that you're going to help bring here? I mean, is it a similar style to what Stan Joplin did at Toledo or when you were at Alabama? Or how, how would you say your style is? Well, again, I think um, my style always adapts to the head coach's uh, philosophy. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'm a guy who likes to play fast. I, I'm a guy who is a guard-oriented type coach. I like to score points. Um I like to attack mismatches and it, it, the pace of the game for me is really important. Uh, so, but along the way, you know, Ron Hammy at Wayne State gave me a lot of opportunity to develop as a coach, uh, running drills and, and things like that. And he was very open to suggestions. Um, never, never like turning me down and saying that's a bad idea and I don't want to hear from you. It was, I've always worked with guys that were very good listeners and, and gave, gave you an opportunity to continue to coach. You know, Stan Joplin was, uh, at, at Toledo, had a lot of experience. He was an alum at, at Toledo. So he was in the place that, you know, he loved, um, and uh, moving on from Stan to, to, um, Ed Cooley at Fairfield for nine years, Fairfield and then Providence. 
uh, was a great experience. He was a great communicator. Um, he was a guy who um, really related well with players and he's had a lot of success. Um, and then, you know, working with Avery at Alabama, who was strictly an NBA coach until he mm-hmm. took that job, gave me a different perspective, um, basically as how the NBA kind of operates and and things that they look to do, you know, uh, in a program. So I'm kind of hoping that, you know, the 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 time that I was with Avery is going to kind of blend in with 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 Stan's philosophy mm-hmm. here, seeing that he was with Orlando for the last four years. And I can already tell based on, you know, just some of the conversations that we've had early on about just philosophy and how we want to play and our style, pace of play. I just think it's going to be a, a good correlation. I think um, uh, it, it's, it's just going to be a lot of fun the way we're going to play. Of course, for any successful head coach, the staff behind him is so important. But for any successful coach in this business, assistant or head, the the team around you in your personal life obviously is important for your success too. And I know you mentioned this being home for both you and your wife. Tell us a little bit, if you don't mind, just kind of about your family and what it means to them to be now heading back kind of to to this area. I know you said both sets of uh, your parents and in-laws in this area and just how special it is maybe for your family to continue on this journey with you? Well, I, I have to probably start with my wife. I mean, my wife, Donna, is uh, is uh, uh, really the backbone of our family. Um, she's given me a, an opportunity to really pursue a career that takes me away from home and uh, work long hours. Um, and uh, so when we decided to start having a family, you know, she, she, she really was able to to kind of hold the fort down and, and do a lot of things. And this job, again, has is, is given me a lot of flexibility as well, having my kids around me in this type of setting where a lot of people don't have that access, you know, to a you know major college basketball team, you know, mm-hmm. and um, that's been a lot of fun. But my wife, Don, and I have been married for over 30 years. We've met in high school um, and um, I've got two children. I've got a daughter who's a, a dental hygienist uh, living in Mississippi. I've got a son. Um, who's working in a marketing firm uh, in Phoenix. Um, and we're expecting our first grandchild in August. So that's a super exciting time for my wife and I. Um, my kids are are thrilled. They're so happy and excited that we're closer to home and we're around our families now. My son's even trying now to relocate and get back to the area. <laughs> they are both huge hoop fans and they follow and watch every single game. Um, they're my best fans and they're my biggest critics sometimes. <laughs> um, but uh, they absolutely love uh, sports. They love basketball and they've they've been great Um supporters of what, you know, uh, my career path has, has uh, led me to. Bob, we can't thank you enough for your time. Welcome back to Eastern Michigan. And uh, Alex and I are ready for basketball season to be back. It's back. We're, we're, we're working hard every single day. We're trying to build a team right now. So it's back. There he is, a new assistant men's basketball coach, Bob Simon. It's been an all-basketball show today. You heard from Drew Donesco first, now Coach Simon. If you missed any part of the interviews, you can always go back and listen in on emueagles.com slash podcast, SoundCloud, Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you get your digital media. We'll put a bow on this one on the other side of the break. Remember, you're listening to the Eastern Insider, the only show that brings you all things Eastern all the time. That's it for this edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Thanks for listening. For Greg Steiner, I'm Alex Jewell, reminding you to visit emueagles.com slash podcasts or go to SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your digital media to stay connected with us every Monday. As always, follow us on social media for the most up-to-date information on EMU Athletics.